You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashal's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, hey. hey. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Oh, okay, go. Sorry. Okay. I tried <laughs> oh, to hold Bob. it in. <laughs> All right. So we this is episode number 99. We are recording on March 13th. We're released on March 14th. Uh, not a lot of Overwatch news going on, but we do have a few things to talk about. Uh, one, we are going to talk about game balance. Who should the devs be listening to, the community or the pros? And we're also going to be talking about the current uh, competitive system and the problems with it, especially since we didn't really see any changes this current season with competitive. So we are going to talk about that. Before we get into that, I would like to welcome anyone who was listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to Watchpoint Radio. Uh, we talk about Overwatch news and competitive and some esports, but the primary focus of Watchpoint Radio is the community and the state of the game. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter if you're so inclined at twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. And we'd love to have you on discord with us to, you know, talk about some overwatch stuff. So that's discord.me slash mash those buttons. And I would also like to welcome any returning listeners. Thank you guys very much for checking out watchpoint radio again, whether this is your first return or your, uh, you know, 98th return, really appreciate that. We do have two new Twitch subscribers right before the show. Uh, a blind gentleman subscribed, longtime listener, and Railion. Oh, it was a rail iron. I never asked him how, because I actually know him. I, I never asked him how to actually pronounce that. <laughs> I think Railion. Yeah, I believe so too. Railion. Yeah, he, uh, he spelled it out for me earlier. I think oh, yeah. Was, I'm pretty sure Railion, but I'm bad. Well, okay. Well, thank you guys very, very much for subscribing to the channels. And, uh, yeah, no new patrons this week. We do have some community feedback uh, from Jester OW. He says, a great Overwatch podcast with very informative hosts. Thank you uh, thank you for helping pass the time while I'm at work. You guys are awesome. Hopefully I can participate next time. Uh, next time game night comes around. Would very much appreciate having someone to play with instead of only solo queue. Yeah, there's a, there's a game night all the time. We... We I've only done a Watchpoint Radio one twice, but I'm usually in most of them. And as far as playing, I mean, we play with listeners quite a bit. And as long as you're okay with learning and talking and admitting when you make a mistake and stuff like that, I mean, we're we're definitely down to play with you whenever. Yeah, yeah, like we we do. I actually, especially I definitely play. Uh, 
Well, Bob does too, don't get me wrong, but I definitely play. Actually, I spend most of my Overwatch time playing with listeners now, especially those in lower ranks like in silver and gold and trying to help them get to the platinum promised land. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I mean, I have too. Uh, I did spend a little more time on my main last season, but I still spent the majority of the time playing on my lower account because it's just more fun to play with friends. I mean, that's why we do a, a podcast about community. Exactly. All right, so Bob, how has your week in Overwatch been? My week's been great. Uh, I went ahead and did my place my placements. I was proud of myself for waiting as long as I did. Went ahead and did them, uh, and I went 8-10. and 10. Uh, I finished the season about 27-13, and I placed at 28-34. You uh, went 8-2. and two. Went 8-2. and two. Yeah, there you well, go. What I say? Eight and ten. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's so one hell of a record, Bob. Out of ten, my bad. Yeah. So I <laughs> went eight and two. I lost two. Still played well in those two. They were kind of rough losses where everybody was picking wrong teams, but for the most part, it was pretty good. I played the majority of the time as Zenyatta, who I'm getting a lot better at. Uh, I've always been so so with him, but never. Like, never a carry. You know, you're never seeing me in the kill feed constantly. And through those placements, I felt like Jonak, man. I was just, I, well, maybe boom, uh, boombox. Maybe not as good as Jonak, but good. I felt really good. And so I think I'm going to do a lot more Zen if the opportunity arises. But if you look at it, it was my, the games, it was mainly Zen, then Lucio. A little bit of Mercy and Moira, and then Tanks, Reinhardt, and Monkey. So it looks like looks like I'm not playing much DPS these days, and that's okay if that's what's going to get me higher ranked. So, and then besides that, got to play with you guys six uh, six stacking. What was that Saturday night? I think it was Friday night. Was it Friday night? I don't know. I was sick over the weekend and under a lot of uh, medication, so a lot of it's a little hazy. But Friday night, we had an amazing time in a in a six stack. Uh, it felt good, like it. There was no John I carrying or anything of that nature. It was the team working together. We picked set roles before we started, which was awesome. It 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 just it felt really good. We had Drunken Monk in uh, in there. We had we had Gabius in uh, in there. We had your friend Nuke in there. Uh, uh, Squid uh, Squidzord stopped by for a while, but it was just it was a full team effort, and it felt really good. Yeah, like uh, Saturday. Oh, not Saturday. Friday night did work out very well, especially because we picked roles kind of before we you know started playing like okay well, who's gonna pick this who's gonna pick that because we did have a small problem with people kind of switching my roles mid-game uh and causing a little chaos there i mean i didn't mind too much because you know i can i can swap between characters but you know i think it definitely worked out when we decided okay well this is we're gonna play this we're gonna play that and and, and that was that so yeah and it, so. another key was we didn't win every game we, no. we won a lot of games, the majority of it, but the games we didn't win, we didn't tilt. We didn't get mad at each other. Nobody blamed a anybody else. We just talked about how we were going to be different the next time and just had a little, com a little short conversation about it prior 
we maybe took a five minute break to go get something to drink, walk, uh, walk, walk around and not get queued against the same six stack we just went prior and got beat against. So, I mean, that part was awesome too. Like not tilting is huge. Absolutely. All right. So that's it for you. <laughs> that's it, man. Okay. Tell me about you. I don't know. My weekend overwatch has been a bit frustrating. Uh, I did place my main and it placed 200 SR lower than uh, I left it off. Cause remember I only played three additional games last season on top of my placements. And I was like around, I was like, tw- I was almost 2,800. I was like, Actually, I was exactly. I'm pretty sure I was exactly 2785, and when I left off, and when I I placed this season, I placed 2585, and that wouldn't have bothered me so much if when I placed my one of my alts with the same exact stats with the characters I played because I checked, I looked at the stats between the accounts, same exact stats. Other account places 2700s. So one of my accounts placed 25 with the same stats as my other account that think, placed higher. I think that just goes into who you got placed up against. You, you know what I mean? And that's part of what we'll talk about later on tonight. Well, that, like, is it? Because Blizzard's not like Blizzard's saying that it's performance based against the people in your rank, right? So against diamond players. So therefore, if I get, it'll be different if I was playing different characters or if my stats were better, but they're not. During the placements, I actually played the same characters because I played those placement matches with, actually, I played those placement matches on my alt with other people. Cause, and I, so therefore I wasn't, I was like very like, okay, well, well I need to make sure we do well. What I'm saying is that possibly when you, like, depending on who you played, like, like maybe on one of the characters you were playing people that were 200 points higher and they were class of, they were class classifying you as in that rank. And then the other one you were playing lower. So the stats that were exactly the same actually had more, actually had more value in the lower section. Then that should have been the main account because the main account, I did not play with anybody below platinum. Interesting. The alt account I played with somebody who was in gold. You know, so I actually expected the place to get. I when I placed the lower account, I expected it to hit around twenty five, twenty six. You know, something like that. But the main account, I thought it was just going to put me back where it left me off. You know, and then the thing on top of that thing that's bothering me now is like I played some like two additional games on it so far because I just placed it this weekend, and. Every win, I'm only getting 22 SR. I'm not going to get 23, like, you know, 30 SR, but for some of the stuff that's happening, I think 25 SR is reasonable. Like, I had one game. Characters? Yeah. Like, so I've been playing primarily Arissa, right? So I had one game where me and a healer carried. The healer, healer, she she played Mercy, or he played Mercy. He healed me when I needed it. He boosted me when I needed it. I had, uh, 15k damage as Arissa. I had 17k in blocking because the second round, those the the, the um the opposing team didn't do that great on the second round. That I didn't have to block that much damage. But pushing into a team with the shield in front of me, I I blocked 17. Like I would say, I probably blocked 13k on the first on the first round, um of damage. 
So I, I had gold damage. I had, you know, I had decent blocking. I had gold objective time and we won the game. And yet we, and I had gold eliminations. All this as Arissa, and yet I still only get 22 SR for that win. You know, because 22 yeah. SR is actually, it's kind of, is like, you know, kind of like, oh, well, you did okay. Like, no, I did fucking great. Okay, I did fucking great in that game, and you're only going to give me 22 SR. And you're right, we're going to get into this a little later, because this, for some reason, I don't know what happened on my main account. Maybe it's because I did not play it. Possibly. Maybe that's why, because I, I mean, honestly, I played it in the beginning of the last season. I didn't touch it for the rest of the season. So possibly because I didn't play it, the, the system's like, well, you should be worse than you were, right? You know, or, you know, slow down there a little bit. The system, like, it feels like the system is trying to hold me back a bit. Because I can guarantee you, because I haven't lost yet since my uh, placements are up, I can almost guarantee you if I lose, I'm losing some pro- probably somewhere between 25 to 30 SR. Versus the 22. If you gain yeah. 22 SR, if you like, be careful you know your what? losses because you're going to probably lose more. At this point, with all the different characters, just to keep it straight, you probably should have kept, you probably should be keeping, if you really want to track this, you probably should be keeping the same type of Excel spreadsheet that, that uh, our buddy Hippo keeps. Because yeah. then you could see each character and you could kind of track your MMR. Because right now, I mean, you just jump on different characters. And, like, sometimes that that has got to, like, kind of mesh in. And you're like, well, was I on that character or was I on this character? Because they're all, you know, it's not like me where I've got my main at 2,800 and my, uh, my lower count at 1,900. Which, by the way, placed, like, 200 higher than I ended the last season. Because... He he dropped down to like seventeen hundreds, but that might be a good thing for you to start doing is keeping track of those so that you could actually have some data on this because that is weird. This is really weird. Yeah, it's. I, I wonder if I just continue to play if I play my main more, which I'm not gonna be able to do for the next like almost three I, weeks. But I know, man, you're gonna be so out of practice. Yeah, like if I if I play my main more, will I? get my internal MMR back because that, that's what it feels like I'm battling against here. My internal MMR. And it sucks. That's what know? it felt like I was battling against when I placed last season and it dropped me 200 points on both my solo account and main. I mean, that was discouraging. But I got back up to 2,800 last last season from dropping into gold uh, at the at the start of the season, and then ended at like twenty seven thirteen, and placed higher. So that felt good. Right. But yeah, that MMR is tough once it gets. And the older your account, it seems the harder, which sucks because the older account you have is the one that has all the cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it, I, it, I don't really feel like you should be wrestling against a, a, an internal MMR that you can't see. That the system is assigning to you because this is what they, they, it thinks that you should have. Uh, before we get started but, to the main topic, but, but, but you said your week is sucked. I mean, come on, can you talk about the one night that I talked about? The same night we were there, and the oh, that dude, night, I mean- the dude abides just subbed, and he was the one that actually got the whole night started on Twitter, asking us to play, and then. We got the whole six going, but it was because of him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. First of all, I was going to bring that up. I was going to say congrats to the dude, uh, dude Abides for hitting platinum today um, on his, 
Well, I think it's oh. his alt account. Yeah, he hit platinum on his alt account today. Nice. So congratulations. Nice. And that, like, he, he, he was the one, guys, we placed with him. He bought a Smurf like two days later because he was so <laughs> upset with the placements that he had. Yeah. So like it's not he, really uh, a Smurf account. That's his main account now because it's been played more hours probably now. Oh well, yeah, because it's, it's it's the higher account. Kind on Xbox, I'm I'm pretty sure, and you can correct me. He's in the chat right now. I believe he was a master on Xbox. You know, so he definitely knows how to play the game. Oh yeah, um, playing with him, I know that for sure. We have duo queued also. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah, like I, he definitely knows the game. He's calm. He doesn't he doesn't tilt. He's a very fun individual to play oh, with. He's diamond. Okay, so he was diamond, not masters. Okay, sorry about that, but still. It still it shows he knows how to play the game, so that like yeah like he should definitely I think he should definitely be playing uh, ranked higher, um you know because I he he doesn't really have a lot of mechanical problems either to be honest with you like there's really no reason for him not to have been placed in platinum in the first place, besides the think it system feeling that he's too new, well, <laughs> you know he and, I mean he plays enough. mainly tank and unfortunately, I mean if you if you don't have someone to duo with that's like. You know, depending on the tank you play, like maybe you can get away with dueling with a support main. But I mean, if, if you're a tank and really want to rise, you kind of need a DPS main to be, you know, queuing with you. And because that you guys can just, there's more things you can pick to synergize together. Like a DPS and a support, you know, in a dual queue uh, synergize well. And a DPS and a tank synergize well. Uh, support in a tank in a duo queue oftentimes you're still left up to whatever the dps can do on your team you can make all the space in the world if they don't take advantage of it then you're kind of screwed oh no i, I see that all the time especially, and that frustrates me like especially when i'm playing when i'm like trying to play with somebody who plays healer most of the time and lower ranks and i'm playing a tank and the dps aren't doing anything they're not getting kills and you know nothing's happening you know, I'm making space and nothing, you know. Yeah, uh, it's extremely it's extremely frust frustrating, and you could switch to DPS, but if they won't switch off, you're exactly. still kind of hosed. Yeah. Uh, before we go, I do want to give a shout-out to Geo. Say he uh, hit gold, on, I think, for the first time uh, the other night. So congratulations to Geo. Say he, he had a 7-1 win streak on... Uh, I can't remember what night it was, but he hit gold that night. I mean, we, we, I think I had, we, we had gotten him up to like, I think 1900 something and he took it from there. So great job. Geo say nice. Well, let's, nice. Let's go ahead and get into our top story. Top story. All right. So the first thing we're actually going to talk about here is game balance. And who the devs should be listening to. There's been a lot of buzz in the forums recently because apparently I, I, I haven't found a source for this, but uh, there's a bunch of uh, buzz saying that Sombra is going to get nerfed. There's uh, rumors of a Sombra nerf on the way, and it's mainly because the pros are upset about this, about how Sombra is being played right now. Um, and additionally, there was some, uh, some official statements, I think from Jake, maybe a couple other Overwatch players that Blizzard will be meeting with with the Overwatch League players, or well, at least some Overwatch League players, after the season to talk game balance, right? So some people are okay with that. Some people are not okay with that. Because let's be honest, 
pro play and regular play are at least in Overwatch are two different, totally different games. You know, but they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be, but they are. That's the reality. The reality of the situation is that Overwatch is played completely differently at higher levels than it is lower levels. And I've said it before, and I will continue to say it until it's not true. Competitive does not start until Platinum. It just it just doesn't. Um, like, anything below Platinum really is people still trying to figure out how to play the game. It's like quick play with a different rule set. It is. Yeah. I mean, uh, I can't. I can't really argue with that yeah like it's but like with platinum is where it starts i would say platinum is a low level is low level competitive not yeah, to say that because that's, so. that's 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 <laughs> where you start to really actually have game plans and yeah i yeah i completely agree yeah so um i mean i know i understand that somebody coming from a higher rank will have a harder time in platinum you know because they're used to a smoother game experience but imagine going even lower than that i think i've said it before too i was like if i was actually stuck in gold right i don't think i'd be playing overwatch if i was actually if i was mm, like forever no. gold i wouldn't be because it's so frustrating it is really really frustrating you so, i know you job yeah <laughs> yeah you you would not give up you would do exactly what i did when i was stuck in gold for season one two and three you would learn everything you possibly could. You would listen to every episode of Prepare to Attack of Omnic Lab. You would watch every YouTube. You would do everything until you got up to where you felt you were okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I actually, well, I mean, like I said, if I was forever gold, <laughs> you know, like you know, the, so you're people who if actually you weren't stuck... you and you were just an average Joe. Okay, I can. Right. I, I can see <laughs> if I that. was like forever gold, because there are people who are forever gold. Like I have seen, and this is some scary shit, guys. When you get into a competitive match and you're trying to help your friend out, and you see somebody with a golden portrait, and you're like, oh no, and they're in gold. You're like, oh no, like this is a problem. And then you go Look, to check their account. See, and every single every single season point, is gold. If you've been silver and gold for seven or eight seasons, you're gonna have to get a new account, unless unless Blizzard actually does a MMR uh, reset. Reset. It remembers every season, guys. Like you're not going to get that account's just done. That account is a fun account at this point. <laughs> Like, it's cooked. like my main account, I probably should retire because it has multiple seasons at the start that were just bad play. And it remembers that. And it was a lot of game time, too. So it just it remembers every single thing. So unfortunately, that's the world we live in at the moment. And like our buddy Priestago, like. I feel so bad for him because his account is not going to get out because the the MMR stuck. He would have to win 500 games to like get his MMR to where it equaled out to all those other seasons. Like it, it just like you, you know you sometimes you might just have to spend that 20 bucks and get another account. <laughs> yeah, so that like that actually can can kind of tie into our next topic. We're gonna roll back a little bit and let's talk about balance, right? So one, you know, we're coming up on the 100th episode of Watchpoint Radio. And constantly, I have talked about, uh, over the past almost two years now, Blizzard's approach to balancing and how they have this middle-of-the-road approach to balancing, which 
I completely understand it as a Blizzard game, right? Blizzard doesn't operate like other um, developers or other companies. And that is one of the reasons why they're so beloved, right? It's one of the reasons why Overwatch is played by so many people. You know, people who don't play first-person shooters play Overwatch. Uh, There are pro Overwatch players who came from Minecraft, you know? You try Um, to knock Minecraft? I'm not well. It's not a competitive shooter, Bob. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. And so I, I understand where they're coming from, and that's the philosophy they have with their other games. But if you want a truly competitive game, that philosophy does not work. One of the reasons why StarCraft, StarCraft, I'm trying to think. I would still say, say I would still say StarCraft is still the most actually competitive game that they have. Because the balance of philosophy and StarCraft. Wait, one or two? Uh, even two. Like two. Still. Yeah. Like, um, but I just say StarCraft in general because the balance of philosophy is still generally the same. I don't like some of the stuff they gave to Terran, but I'm not going to talk about this. Not a StarCraft show. But still, the balance of philosophy for StarCraft was mainly toward competitioners. Mainly slated toward 1v1 because they know that's how people compete. And they can, and they they take a look at what's happening at the highest levels, make changes. It rolls down, you know. And normally, I'd be on the side of that. If you asked me uh, uh, um, this question, like who should be, you know, who should uh, weigh more heavily on the balance? Should it be the pros or should it be community? Normally, with Counter Strike or Unreal Tournament or Quake or Call of Duty Battlefield, I'd be like pros, one hundred percent. Because what happens in those games is that, you know, pro play dictates balance of the game. And then that balance will just, tri- like it actually rolls down to the rest of the community. And one of two things happens. Either people stop playing because it's not fun for them. Or people learn how to play with that balance. Because that is the most effective way to play the game competitively. The reason I'm not 100% sure on this, and that's rare because I'm usually pretty certain when I say things, right? Or <laughs> when I talk about yeah. things. <laughs> the, the, the thing that I'm wrestling with in this case is the fact that Overwatch and even Overwatch League, right, is successful not because it's a competitive game, but because it's a fun game to play that a lot of people play. Overwatch League I think would you're not. Crazy. Overwatch League would not have nearly as much backing if Overwatch did finish. not have... Yeah, Overwatch, hard. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. No, just look, give me a second. Overwatch League wouldn't have nearly as much backing as it does if the, oh, the overall Overwatch community wasn't as large as it is. Because before Overwatch League, nobody was watching competitive Overwatch. It exi- I shouldn't say nobody, but it was a very low viewership for competitive Overwatch. People really weren't that interested in it. Overwatch was like 13th on Twitch until Overwatch League, you know? So it's mostly because of how large that community is. And more than half of that community, like what, seven, is it 70%? Because it was like 25% plat plus 13%. So it's like 33%. So, um, you know, two-thirds of the community is in gold and below. And that's why Overwatch is that, is that successful. It's, that's what I'm wrestling with. But go ahead, Bob. And by the way, I didn't say Overwatch wasn't a competitive game, but go ahead. (laughs) All right. I think Overwatch League is some of the most competitive, some of those most competitive games I've seen in a long time. There's been ups and downs with teams. It's been unreal amazing. It's 
it's what esports needed in my uh my my opinion. I think the reason it wasn't as popular before is because it was hard as fuck to fucking follow. Like you know, like you had red and blue and they'd switch sides and like they'd switch red and blue and you're like what team is what? You didn't know what they fixed they fixed that at the Overwatch World Cup and made the teams, you know, one team's white, one team's the team color, and everything they do is that color, which made it so much more watchable. Then on top of that, like before you had the Gosu go the Gosu Gamer Weeklies, the Alienware uh monthlies, like all these different things that were promoted in different spots where you just, I like, I remember when I was first getting into Overwatch, I'm like, I'm going to get into Overwatch esports. And I was like, I don't know what the heck is going on or when anything's going on. I mean, really, the only thing I ever got to watch was the Gosu Gamers Weekly because it was the only thing I could find. And there just wasn't a, a good a good advertising market to bring that out. But now the Overwatch League is structured. You know what's going on. You know who's going to play every week. You know what time they're they're going to play. It's freaking sweet. The commentary is awesome. And when Uber's casting a match, like that's exciting. And you can't get that from League of Legends. You can't get something that exciting. League of Legends is more like watching a game of 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 golf where they're like, and he's going to do this, and then they're going to do this. Whereas like Overwatch is, and then he takes it, and oh my god, Mercy just brings it back. And it, you know, it's just so exciting. And so yeah, no, I don't. I have to disagree with you saying that the Overwatch League isn't competitive. Now ranked ladder might be a different story, but I think. If you're asking me my opinion, I think that the they should balance based on what the pros say, especially with the Overwatch League being in client where anybody can watch it at any time. And I've seen it happen in comp since the Overwatch League started. We're doing things that the Overwatch League people are doing. And no, it's definitely not as pretty. It's definitely more ugly. But it is a a mutual understanding of other players in the co- in the in the community when you pick teams and it's been better. Well, we both just both agreed that if you play below platinum, you are not playing the same Overwatch that platinum and above is playing. If you play platinum, you're not okay, playing the same yeah. Overwatch. Okay, that I mean, no, okay. playing. I'm so, I'm talking about platinum and up, but Right. Like I think gold and lower should be, should be striving towards. And I think that I think we can turn it into where gold is all, I think we can change it. I think overwatch league and people, if they watch it and really pay attention, I think gold can turn into the place where overwatch league competitive starts. And then you'd have two thirds of the game. But that's the, that's just the thing, Bob. Like that's that. See, you are a dreamer. We, we that's what we talked about that when we when we start playing. You're talking about what it could be, and you're right. It could be that, but it's not. Hey, man, that. I remember when platinum was not where competitive started. That's true. That's true. But like, it, it, I'm talking about like right now, and it's been like this for some time, right? Gold and below, which makes up like we just said, two thirds of the community are not playing proper Overwatch. But the thing is, those people. Love Overwatch so much that they're watching Overwatch League, but they're not necessarily um, they're not necessarily translating what's happening in Overwatch League into their actual play, and that's what I'm saying. Maybe like not game, necessarily, but I think a lot of people are. I mean, I really do. 
and they're going to go to platinum. <laughs> you know, and that's what As now our that friend Hippo did. Yes, exactly. and he's been watching a ton of Overwatch League, and he, you know, I talked to him about that, and the game's really slowed down for him as as well as me, to where I'm seeing a lot more of what's going on rather than just what's going on in my hero selections bubble, which is a great thing, I think. Yeah, that's uh, that's what's like that. Like, I guess the main because I'm not disagreeing with anything that you're saying. By the way, and by the way, I also did not say that Overwatch League wasn't competitive. I just said I think StarCraft was more competitive than Overwatch League. Um, but, yeah, but what apples I'm, to oranges. Well, when it comes to balance, and that's where it, that it, we're coming full circle. When it comes to balance, we're talking about balance philosophy. Where Overwatch has this middle of the road balancing philosophy, um, and other competitive games don't. You know, most competitive games will go pro down. But in Overwatch, I think you ruin a lot of Overwatch if you actually balance out the characters to pro levels. Because if they did that, now you're actually going to start removing some of the cheese that a lot of if, lower players rely on. Can I Can I just yeah, correct, or not correct, but add a Interject. caveat to what you're saying? Uh-huh. If you overbalance cheese characters, I'll give you that. Like, if you make Symmetra better, like, that could be, you know, then maybe you do see him play to the, in, the, in the Overwatch League, but that could be catastrophic for... And I think they do, cons- they do consider that type of thing. Like, they're not buffing Torbjorn because they're afraid that to get hit- Torb into the Overwatch League, they would have to make him to where all of a sudden somebody who's halfway decent at Torb is going to climb way up to platinum playing Torb only because, you know, you can't take out those certain characters. So Bastion, Torb, Symmetra, these are all characters that in high-end play, like, really aren't aren't shit because because a team can actually be like, all right, we'll take this out first, done. Lower level play and solo queue play, you run into the problem of not being able to take take that person out, and then all of a sudden they become cancer. And so, if that's what you're saying, I agree. Yeah, but like when they do make balance changes to characters, they don't always take into consideration the changes they've already made, which says a lot about their mentality. Yeah, that's true. Like, and they make sweeping changes of a bunch of changes all at once instead of small tweaks. Right. And that's another they that's try, another problem. They try to build Rome in a day instead of slowly. Exactly. And I'm sorry, but like any game in ter- any competitive games in terms of balance knows that you make small changes over time, right? So they know what they're doing when they're making these huge sweeping changes and they're like, "Well, we'll just fix it later." One of the biggest examples I can think of is when they nerfed Torbjorn and Symmetra on console. As soon as it went to single pick, especially across the entire game, like even in quick play, as soon as it went to single pick, that should have been completely reverted. It's still not completely reverted. It's still 15%. It's ridiculous. Then you have Symmetra, not Symmetra, but Sombra, like we're talking about right now, where... You know, they did, they, you know, they tightened up her spread. They uh, made it so that she could um, have the translocate out for longer. But they didn't necessarily look at the fact that, uh, well, actually, no. Well, they did tweak it so that she didn't, um, she couldn't get her uh, cooldown from the health pack anymore. Or she couldn't get an ult charge, I should say, on the health pack anymore. Because that would, that would, that's so blatantly overpowered that I think they had no chance. I mean, no, no, no chance of missing that. But, you know, now it's kind of like, you know, I think one of the biggest complaints I'm hearing is that her escapability is, like, 
ridiculous. If you are decent at Sombra, you can get away, especially with the 22nd uh, translocator um, well, you know, ability. And you were saying the pros were complaining about Sombra. Something I've heard from a from, from a couple of pros and from a couple of people be, behind the scenes is that uh, there's been some pro scrims on live where uh, they figured out that play that a really skilled mechanical DPS playing playing Sabra can use her translocator, throw it in the air, and hack Mercy or Farah in the air and kill them before falling to the ground. Right, and I think that's what the pros are pissed about because mm -hmm. it's the whole thing about you talking about. Like the whole thing about Junkrat flying in the air and killing and killing Pharaoh was kind of a joke. It'd be something that could happen, but wouldn't happen normally. But from what I've heard, these these scrims, there's some pros that are actively just destroying Pharaoh Mercy Cobbs with Sombra just by throwing the translocator up and hacking her before they drop down, and then. Fair falls, yeah. and you just they just destroy, and so they're saying it basically takes takes Farah completely out of 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 the game, and so I think that's why. I mean, I don't think it's going to be changed though. I think stage three, we're going to see some crazy somber stuff in the Overwatch League. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, um, they're probably doing that for the lower tier players because across more of the board. It's working out well, except that's super high tiers. But the, I guess at the end of the day, my thing is they have you got to pick a side. Either you balance for the low and everybody adjusts, or you balance for the high and everybody adjusts. But one of the biggest problems that we've had in this game since its inception is that they they have this middle of the road balancing philosophy, and you have all types of problems all over the place. All right. So what are you going with? I honestly want to say pro. I want to say pro, but because of of the makeup of Overwatch. Because okay, for example, with other competitive games, let's say Counter Strike, most of the people who play Counter Strike, and I should I should just say play Counter Strike. Most of the people who are watching competitive Counter Strike are playing ranked competitive Counter-Strike. You know what I'm saying? They're playing it seriously. Like, they're playing it with the intention of getting it as high as they possibly can go. You have people playing ranked Overwatch, and they are playing for competitive points. <laughs> you know? You're play they don't care. Now, actually, Mel just brings up something. She says, you can't balance for the low. No one wants to say low. If you balance for the low, you deplete competitive gaming. Well, this is the kind of the deal with Overwatch that I'm trying, the point that I'm trying to make is that Overwatch as a game, the bulk of the players, or I shouldn't say the bulk of players, but a good chunk of the players who are playing only play competitive for the competitive bonuses, which is like the golden guns, which is why we talked about, I think last uh, week or maybe the week a, before that's, that. I think that's a, come on, Ja, I think that's a, that's a, you're making, you're just making a statement based on no on no actual proof. Like like the majority of people of that I meet that play comp want to get better at comp. I mean, I've only met a handful of people in the entire time I play the game that just play for comp. Keylock are just play for points. Keylock being one of them. 
What's, what's that? I, hear, I know, I know well, he does. And then P, there, I know more than one person. I'm not going to name check anybody right now that play to get competitive points because they want golden guns. That's why they play competitive. If competitive, if, if you can get competitive points outside of comp, they will, they would not be playing competitive. Not to mention we yeah. have, and I like think we run into, we run into people all the time who drop rank actually toward the end of last season we had a girl like just straight up admit that she was uh, she was playing McCree when she normally plays a uh, she normally plays a healer, but she's playing McCree because and she just oh yeah because I'm trying to drop rank. That's what that's what she's doing. Reported. You know? Yeah, she definitely reported. Reported. Yeah. And I saved that for my YouTube channel and sent it to Blizzard. No, but yeah, I mean, why don't the listeners? Uh, Jaw thinks it should be based on what middle tier play. Well, that's the thing. Like I, this, like I said, this is very strange for me because, like, when I'm reading the forums, my brain is first saying, "Oh no, pro play for sure." But it's because of the makeup of the Overwatch community. I am not 100 percent sure. My competitive tell, my competitive side tells me pros, but in reality, like I said, the bulk of the player base is in golden below, and um, they're the reason why Overwatch League is that gets as much funding as it does gets the advertising that it does you know not like not like uh you know other competitive games where most of the people who are watching them are also playing competitively to be competitive you know so it's a little different and um yeah i'm sure sure there's a lot of people that play q that play qp and i just don't run into them because because you don't play qp yeah i'm i'm like i really hate qp you know so it's 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 very possible there's a whole subset of the population that I don't even inter interact with. But you know, why don't you as the listeners tweet out at us at watch at Watchpoint Radio on Twitter and tell us, you know, what do you what do you think? Do you think they should base it on the pros or do you think they should they should base it on the actual bulk of the pop the population? I'm gonna say pros. So if you dis if you disagree, let us know. Right. All right. So yeah, like I, said, I don't have a definitive. Like, I know I, it feels so weird, right? Like You're I just don't a have Bob a definitive answer. Bob wishy-washy, answer. aren't you? On this Blazing one, I'm a little Bob wishy-washy. Washy, yeah, my uh, almost twenty years of competitive gaming tell me pros, <laughs> but Overwatch is different. It's an anomaly, you know. It is an anomaly. So see, and I think Overwatch is the most competitive shooter I've ever seen. Right, uh, but it's well, because it's, of team play. Like, like I see team play as more competitive and harder, and so I see it as much more. I see it as a much higher thing as a CS:GO or something where someone can carry. You know what I mean? Like, I just see it as if you can get six people to work together on a common goal, that is a feat. You know what I mean? As opposed to one person who has a crazy mechanical skills, which you know, only a few people in the world have that. And so, like, you know, it's more exciting for me to see, you know, people that can work together and really form a Voltron. Well, I mean. Overwatch is, Vol- Overwatch is Voltron. Show show title right there. <laughs> Overwatch is Voltron? I'll name the show that. Show Overwatch is Voltron. Even though 
I mean, how much CSGO have you actually watched? Because execution on CSGO, like, they, you don't have, like, at pro, at pro levels of CSGO, you don't have one person carrying your team because they have insane mechanical skill. The entire team has insane mechanical skill, and their yeah. execution is unbelievable. You but know, there's so, usually a star. Just like Overwatch teams and star players. Yeah, but unfortunately, we, uh, we, put the deep the dps in overwatch on a pedest on a peda on a pedestal but as we've seen from the gladiators in the last week uh to have three amazing deep deep dps the ones that actually made the one that actually made gladiators look good is the main tank fisher that got well, taken from the uh the uh the london spit the london spitfire and getting a main right. tank now all of a sudden your DPS look like gods. High right. high hydration sure for Asher all of a sudden look like the best DPS in Overwatch League. Oh yeah, you can make your tank. DPS look fantastic as a tank. Yep. You can absolutely do that so. And that, it's just it's our perception as we just see the the kill the kill feed and the DPS killing stuff. We don't un, we don't understand what allowed that to happen. Well, and that's actually something we're going to roll into with our next topic with, you know, some of the problems that we see with rank because that's not just a player thing. That's like a system, <laughs> a systemic issue as well. So, um, you know, season nine rolled around and we really didn't see any changes to competitive this season. Uh, even though there's tons of stuff that should be changed, we didn't see anything. So uh, there was a video released recently. I, I, I think it was your Overwatch that made some your good points. Overwatch, yep. So we're going to talk about that. But I also have a couple other things to talk about in terms of the problems with ranked and what we want to see. So uh, in the video, they one of the first things they brought up is fair matchmaking, uh, which is basically the system trying to figure out what a competitive match is for you versus just putting you against somebody against somebody with. Um, the same SR, you know, so like, you know, and we've talked about it before, right? Where if yeah, they're basing it on MMR instead of SR when that's, they shouldn't be. Exactly. So, you know, what, you, you know, I think we've, everybody here, well, actually, we'll just me and Bob on stream, but even people in the chat, we've seen more success with lower cues, like, you know, with a lower team cues, like two or three, maybe. And uh, yeah, uh, once you get to plat for sure, then you do with four, five, six. Like when you get into like, I don't like four and above because once you start doing that, then you start running into problems. Yep, and, and like unless we're doing a six stack and it's like low gold or lower, I really don't like it. Yeah, exactly because it, the system uh, it tries to put you against hard, even harder opponents. Because it thinks that since you're in a six stack that you guys are just going to do well together. But it doesn't really work like that. Because, I mean, if you just pick up a random six stack or maybe, I shouldn't say random, but, you know, you know a guy, you're playing with him, then he brings his friend in and they bring their friend in and they bring their friend in. Now you have a group, a really uh, a colorful group across the spectrum. Um, and you guys really don't play all, you know, all together. Like, and they put you against, like, some really hard opponents based off of the MMR. It's kind of unfair. Right? Like it's, I shouldn't say it's unfair, but the, the match is unevenly hard. So the system itself is trying to make things fair for you 
what what it thinks, and that's if you're on the on the side that it thinks has the advantage. But also players who are lower advantage, it tries to group you up with other players. Like let's say you're a solo queue player and you're like, you know, you're low gold or something like that, and um, you're going to come up against a six a six deck. It tries to uh, connect you with other players that will help you win a bit better. And that shouldn't be the case. It shouldn't do that. The system should just be taking the SR, grouping you with other players that have similar SR. That's what it should be doing. But it's not. And that causes a lot of grief and competitive. You know? So that was the first thing that they talked about. Um, and one of the, the biggest problems, actually, Foo talks about this a lot. Actually, he talk, I think he talks about this on every single Prepare to Attack because he does all the healers. You know, Overwatch only he rewards you. He didn't do you. Lucio. Oh, he didn't do Lucio. That's correct. So, um, Overwatch doesn't only reward you for a few things. It doesn't necessarily reward you for playing Overwatch well. It rewards you for a few things. It rewards you for uh, damage done, uh, maybe blocking. You know, I can't Which tell is now. The worst for DPS because if you're poking at the choke where your when your team's running back. Lots of times you die before your team gets there. And yeah, you got the stats. The game sees you as doing well. You didn't do well, bro. You did bad. You did really bad. You wasted a minute of our time when we could have pushed. Exactly. Like the stuff that actually gets you more SR on a more consistent basis, what it does is it actually um, enforces bad behaviors. Yeah, but I mean, how can you ask him to not? Do to not do that when they gain so much from it, they're going to exactly. lose less s less sr on a loss because they were stupidly poking at the choke solo against four people. They dive on him, they take him out, but he has though he has those extra stats. And how can you stop him from doing that if it if it if it knowingly helps him, you know? Yeah, and so it's just a bummer, dude. It makes it worth it because even if they lose, they lose less SR, you know, and then they gain more and they, you know, move up. But, you know, things like making switches when you need to make switches can actually hurt you. You know, if you're on a character and you're doing well with that character, right? But your team is stuck. You need to push you know, and you know what character you need to use. Let's say in this situation, you need to be a diva instead of an Orisa, and or you need to like be that. a a diva that is just protecting your soldier who keeps dying to the diving Genji or diving Tracer. And your right. whole role is just to keep that soldier safe so that he can kill the other team. Like that, like that. Your stats go to shit there. Exactly. But you could win the game because of what you did there. That's where the problem is. And then you get less SR on top of that because yep. it, it's saying that you didn't play D.Va that well because you weren't pumping out damage. You know, you weren't getting kills and things like that. So you're not necessarily rewarded for it. And it, even if you win, like, you know, I know there were, some, there were probably some games uh, I had over the weekend where if I would have just stayed as a rest of the entire game, or stayed as a character that I play well, like Arisa or Zarya the entire game, I would have got higher stats, but I'll make a switch. Um, actually, a perfect example, right? I was playing a game, and you, I was I started as Arisa, but the enemy team had a uh, Reinhardt and a Winston. And 
our team was having a really tough time breaking the shield and stopping them pushing forward. We were on defense. So, you know, as a wrestler, I'm just supposed to sit there and stop them from moving forward. But the thing is, I couldn't stop that forward momentum because they, they weren't being punished when they would try to come in and get me. So what I did instead is that I switched to a Roadhog because, you know, as a Roadhog, I can sit there, I can anchor on the point so that it doesn't move. And then on top of that, no Reinhardt is just going to walk into me. When I walk toward him, he's probably going to back up. He's probably going to try to keep his shield up. He wants his allies to hit me. Same thing with Winston. You know, I can go into a Winston bubble. I hit him a few times. He's dead. He tries to get away. I can hook him, stuff like that. They're more afraid of Roadhog in this instance than they are with Arissa, right? So That's I it. do that. I, I switch to Roadhog. We win this game. We win this game because now I'm pressuring the Reinhardt and he's moving back instead of moving forward. The Roadhog, I'm able to actually get him off of our healers and I'm killing him or I'm making him move away from us. This was a good switch that won us the game. Well, partially won us the game. Arissa wasn't working. Switch to Roadhog. My damage numbers are up on Roadhog when I check him. But what wasn't up were my kills, which I didn't switch to Roadhog to get kills. I switched to Roadhog to stop the cart from moving, which exact, that's exactly what happened. I switched to Roadhog to break that Reinhardt shield so he felt less confident pushing up on us, you know, which yeah. that happened. And how long did you play that Roadhog? Uh, probably played him for... I think maybe about three, four minutes because it was, I switched to him right after we lost the point. I'm like, and this is not working. I'm pretty sure Overwatch still grades everybody in their play in the match on a per 10-minute mark. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you play a character for three minutes game time, you are really hurting. Like, you can definitely play a character for attack and a character for D. Like, that is definitely something you could do. But if you switch and play someone for, like, Three minutes. That hurts. I think you. you're really hurting your SR. Yep, that definitely hurts you. Like so, switching and making smart switches, even if it's just a quick switch to something. Like, okay, we're gonna pull out a surprise bastion, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna smoke these guys real quick, and then I'm gonna switch back. That short amount of time that you switch to bastion just to get that surprise kill or that surprise damage, and then switch back to something else like that, maybe more useful. That hurts you. Because of the way the game, you know, calculates your performance. What sucks is remember they changed they changed diamond to it's just a straight if you win or you lose. It's an actual yeah. ladder, and our friend of the show, uh, Squid, uh, Squidzord, was in was in diamond when that change was made, and now he's in masters. Because yeah. he plays what needs to be played to win, and he can have that. I really think, you know, you and I talked about it. I think that they should play this by ear. I don't think you can change the whole game, but Platinum is where com is where com competitive starts in our Watchpoint Radio opinion. Why not move that change down to Plat now, to where Plat is a win-loss? Let's just go ahead and move it one rank down from diamond, and let's do that. Yeah. And then let's see let's see how it goes. And maybe you do it down to gold a, a season or two later, and then maybe you just switch it completely. Now this this kind of goes back to what I was saying, like how the community balances versus the pros, right? Because in beta, 
that was the system. It was just more visible. But the bulk of the community complained about it because they weren't going anywhere. The way the system worked before, if you didn't play beta, is you started in, um, oh God, I forget what the rank was called. It was called Contender or Challenger. That's what it was. And in Challenger, you got 10 points for a win, uh, or was it 20 points for a win? I think it was 20 points yeah, for a win. I mean, it doesn't it, matter. It's, it's, it's irrelevant. Well, it's kind of irrelevant, but you got like, let's just say you got 20 points for a win, no points taken away for a loss. To win out of Challenger, you just had to win five matches. That gets you into the first tier, which I forget what it was called, maybe advanced or something like that. And after that, you get 20 points for a win, 10 points taken away for a loss. You know, and people were complaining that they couldn't advance to the next, they, were, they couldn't advance to the next level. And that is wow we got the sr system because well, a lot of people were complaining about that because there are so many people playing overwatch that don't know how to play it competitively well and dude in my uh opinion the sr system works one time 10 placement matches on a new account, account. that is never placed that's the only place i think the sr system should be there because that we have seen it with pros and and Smurfs. They go right up to where they're supposed to be. That's where that's where it should end. It should be the SR system was a good thing. Let them only use it for new accounts. Yes, Everybody sir. else let or you know or maybe every you know seasons are only two are only two months now. Maybe have a complete MMR reset option. Every three seasons, you know, if you want to completely reset your MMR, do it. Like, I, I, when I placed Church of Jaw, I doubt like my first, I, I placed Church of Jaw, like my first uh, competitive placement was like 28 something. It was like 20, like somewhere mid, like maybe let's just say 2850. It wasn't until I started purposefully playing uh, at lower levels that it actually started getting locked into a uh, lower SR. Uh, but then like the dude abides in the chat, he totally disagrees because both of his uh, new accounts placed in gold and he is not a gold player. <laughs> you know, he is definitely not a gold player. Or so. is he a gold player mechanically? And his brains pulled him out. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing, you know, tin but if, it, if his I'm brain pulled him out, like if he's able, like, so I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, your placed... brain is the most important thing in Overwatch if you don't play DPS. So I'm and pretty it's sure. still pretty important if you play deep DPS, but as a tank or a support, your brain and your game sense and all that is more important than your mechanical skill. So I'm pretty sure he placed over the weekend, right? Like, because we, cause, uh, we were playing quick play on his alt the other night. And I think he placed either, like, just yesterday or over the weekend. Um, and, oh, he said he placed lower on his second account than he did on his first by 100 SR. Wow. But he, so let's just say he's placed within a, in the last few days and has already pulled himself into platinum within a few days' time. That tells me he shouldn't have been in gold in the first place. You know that that's what that tells me. Um, it should you, it shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been placed in that elo in the first place. He should have been placed either at least at least closer to platinum. Now that he's pulled himself into it, so you know this is, does have problem with, uh, problems with that. But yeah, I mean it doesn't 
reward you back to, I guess, the main topic at hand. It doesn't reward you for actually playing Overwatch well, which is part of the problem with competitive, the competitive attitude. This is why people don't want to switch. This is why people lock into a character and refuse to get off of it. Even if the comp isn't working, they're not going to move because they still know they do best at that character. They're not going to switch off and they want to lose those little SRs possible. And I can't, it sucks, but I can't blame them for it because that's the way it works. Yep. You know, and th- that's the thing. Overwatch really needs to, uh, the, SRS, the the way the competitive system needs to work, it needs to reward you for actually playing Overwatch while for doing whatever it takes to win. And in most cases, in most ranks, it's going to be to give that flat SR or that flat, uh, you know, points up or points down on a win or a loss. And then also make it more inviting to actually play as a group. Overwatch is supposed, it's supposed to be a team game. You're supposed to be playing as a group. But we just discussed, when you play as a group, you are putting yourself at a disadvantage. And I mean, if group play was more enticing, then solo queue would get better because people would play with groups and then in solo queue, they would be a much more pliable. So, yeah. Yeah. So and, and another thing that well, was brought up in the forums in a different uh, section, but that also affects competitive play, uh, is mix is mixed groups. And this is goes for solo or triple queue. We're not talking about six uh you know um like you know six stacking or something like that but i I, actually this season i've seen it a lot right a diamond player with a gold player like a diamond player at like 3300 and their gold buddy at like 2300 and they're gonna put them they're gonna put that group smack dab in the middle at like 2700 like that's where they're gonna do so confusing too because if you have a diamond dps with their gold healer buddy it's way different than if you have a diamond support playing yep. with their gold dps buddy yeah. two completely different scenarios absolutely so it should almost be should almost be q for dps support or tank and your sr is based on that role and that's the thing like they're going to put that group slap dab in the middle of whatever the average is. And when you're at a, a when the, when the difference between SR is that big, you know, that doesn't, that, that doesn't work. You know, if, even if somebody is 3000 and another person's 2000, they are not, that's not a 2,500 group. It's but not the DPS diamond with the support gold and the gold DPS with the with with the support diamond, the diamond DPS wins in that two v two. Well, the diamond DPS will definitely do better than the opposite. However, but if you t- they if you- both same SRs, they both sit at the same spot. That's where the big problem is. That and the fact that his gold healer is probably not healing anybody else except his buddy. You know, because they they're probably in gold because they're not healing that great in the first place. You know, so like that, that's the thing. It doesn't, that doesn't work. They need to, when you have a disparity that large, right? They need to weight the person at the lower end of the spectrum more, more in that group than the person at the higher end. They do. That's just, that just needs to happen. It can't really go half and half at that point, but that causes a lot of problems. That's a huge pain in the ass. Uh, yeah. Know? I don't see a way to fix that without roll queue. Like, well, I, like I said, they really can, don't. They can when they're doing the uh, the group ratings, they can weight it differently. They can they can weight the person at the lower end more 
than the person at the higher end. Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying that a diamond DPS greater than diamond support, like that, and that, like, how do you do that? Like, how do you do that when you just throw players into a three group and how do you justify the difference between a diamond Genji as opposed to a diamond Mercy? Right. Like, you just can't. Like, a diamond Genji is going to be better. A one-trick Genji diamond is better than a one-trick Genji Mercy mechanically. Right. Almost no. all, almost always. Well, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to argue with that. It's the same thing if you had, like, a diamond level tank with a, you know, gold level DPS. You know, he's gold for a reason. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the, that's kind of the deal. If the SR difference was still five hundred, it wouldn't be as bad. But with the thousand SR difference, it is. It gets. It, 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 it can be a, a huge problem. So that's something that needs to be addressed. And it, there's several ways it can be addressed. Pick one. And let's start there. You know. Uh, additionally, another problem I think ranks ranked has is Blizzard's stance on competitive play and picks, which I kind of brought up before. Like I brought up the the the, the, uh, the girl that we played with um, in the last season, who just openly admitted she was trying to drop rank. Right, uh, but she that was an anomaly. How many other people are trying to drop rank, but to fit into Blizzard's guidelines? They just play a character as hard as they can, but they don't know how to play the character. That's not competitive play. And I think Blizzard needs to take that stance in terms of like when somebody gets reported and stuff like that. You know, if you are if you're playing a platinum match and you're a McCree that can't hit the broadside of a barn, I think that's like th- that you it shows you're not playing competitively. Yeah, if you have a uh 65% win rate on support characters, and then you have a 13% win rate on Sombra. You're obviously throwing with Sombra. Right. Exactly. And they need, I'm not saying that, you know, switching your main should be illegal. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that should be the case, but they should be, that's, they need to have, when you know somebody what? gets get reported for something like that, they need to have somebody looking at their accounts, seeing what they play. You know, it would be different if you, you know, if if they, uh, you know, played Sombra and then switched to something else. But if they're playing Sombra and doing terribly the entire time, you know, you should be playing to win, not uh, play to win the game. Yeah, don't you play to, play to win yeah. the game. Yeah, who said it? Ah, I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. My mind is Herm right Edwards. here. Herm. Okay, sorry. <laughs> my mind is right here right now so <laughs> yeah but yeah okay so Rihanna says it could also mean that their main is taken yes that's true but if you don't like so you only have one character you can play fairly well throughout the entire game one character you know well, and oftentimes someone who plays just one character if someone takes it they just like they're like I normally play Mercy but when you take my Mercy I play I, I play Hanzo yeah, like that's yeah. So th- th- that needs to be looked into. Like you know, I, I, I'm not gonna have the all the answers here on episode 99 Watchpoint Radio. No, <laughs> we'll have, have, have them on episode 100 when Keylock joins us. He will have all <laughs> the answers for us, and we are waiting with bated breath. Absolutely, that's a surprise to the group. <laughs> he went away to find all of the answers, so he's and gonna he's have all the answers back. on episode. He's on come episode back on his long so. journey. 
<laughs> is walkabout. Yeah. So I think the effects of all the stuff that we talked about with competitive have really caused competitive to feel not as competitive as it should be. And this even goes with the middle of the road balancing. The middle of the road balancing. The competitive not feeling rewarding. And it doesn't feel rewarding when you play Overwatch the way it's supposedly supposed to be played. You know, you have to kind of play in this box. And if you don't play in this box, you don't get rewarded for it. Hey, man. It was rewarding when we played Friday night. Yes. And how often does that happen? Well, gosh dang it. Let's make it happen more often. That was <laughs> that was a good freaking night. It was, yeah. But yeah, it's... um, And not to mention, like, it's kind of segmented the competitive community because, you know, like we said, lower than platinum is quick play plus. And then on top of it, it has led to a really relaxed attitude, especially in uh, gold and blow, about competitive, which I guess technically speaking, that's why it's quick play plus. But it's not. But like, would you rather ahead. have relaxed, or would you rather have the crazy toxicity we dealt with, you know, in season seven, six, and five? That's a policing issue. I think. I think you know. I think that's that's more of a policing issue and not an issue with competitive itself, right? Cause I think in any game, if you just let people go unfettered. There, you know, you're going to get that, especially in a competitive, in like a shooter like this, right? It draws a certain crowd. It does. A popular shooter is going to draw a certain a, a certain crowd. Um. So, but yeah, I think that's the effects that you know we've seen in terms of competitive, and they just need to address start addressing stuff. I, and I thought they would at least do something with the change into season nine. You know, yeah, I I really thought they were going to announce that the changes they put to Diamond were going to go to uh, to Platinum, or they were going to announce a, a roll queue or something, or maybe beta test a a roll queue or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, because competitive is not even close to being you know what it really should be. And we kind of see it when they make a big change and we see a shift in numbers. Like you said, you know, Squid was in Diamond and now he's a master because of the change they made that. And we also heard that a lot of people were dropping out of Diamond because of that, because of the change they made. I, Dude, I really think a roll queue, like everybody says it would force a meta. I'm sorry. The game of over uh, the game of Overwatch forces for sure. In the entire history of meta, it for sure forces two support and one tank, for sure. So roll cube based on that, every team at least has to have a main tank and two support. Two support is a mainstay period. It's been that way since the start. The other support has to heal the other support, like... If not, a good team is going to take out the one support and you're done. So that is a mainstay. It's not going to change. There's not going to be one support that could just do it all. So why not just go ahead and make a roll queue based on that? Like you have one tank roll, two support rolls, and three flex rolls. Right. Boom. Done. And those and people would be willing to wait longer to get into games where they they can actually play their role. But for then here's, sure, here's for the deal, sure. though. Even if you have a role queue, you don't have to say, "Well, if we can't find a space for your role, you're not playing." It could be like matchmaking now, where it looks for conditions that would be optimal for you. Yeah, you say I can it, play support. I can play tank. I can mm-hmm. play heal. I can play 
They do need if they do that though, they do need to take defense out of the game and have support, DPS, and tank and just classify everybody within those roles. Right. Yeah, they Because you couldn't have the defense character that doesn't fit with that whole role role queue thing. Because the defense characters are so absurdly different. You've got Torbjorn in the same class as Widowmaker, you know, like one of the most dominant characters in the game and one of the most least dominant characters in the game in the same spot. So they would definitely have to redo that. Right. And the thing like uh, about it, like, you know, uh, Overwatch obviously pulled from a bunch of different types of games. One of those game, one of those uh, genres being MOBA. You know, there's a reason why when I play, even in quick play, um, Heroes of the Storm, that I'm not grouped with all healing characters. <laughs> you know, like you pick your character, and I'm not saying that that's how you do it, right? You pick your character before you play. I'm just giving an example. But you, in, in Heroes of the Storm, you pick your character or your class or your role before you start the game, and it try and it tries its best to put you in a in a group with a good mix of characters right um overwatch like i said overwatch takes examples from the games like that and that's why a roll queue would help and it's not like you can't switch characters in the middle of the game if it's not working or if somebody's going to try something uh different but with the role queue, I'm not like we're not even saying that you have to pick a tank when you get in. But what it does is it stops you from getting, uh, stops you from matchmaking or getting competitive with one tank and five healing mains. That's and, what you yeah, need to and stop. If someone does something absurdly crazy for what they queued at, then you just report them. And if Blizzard does their due diligence, they would have an algorithm that would search and be like. What did they queue for? What did they play? You know, and if someone's vastly different over 10 games, they don't pick what they queued, ban, no, not, you know, temporary ban them, give them a warning, and then ban them longer and longer as it, as it goes on and problem solved. Like right. they, they could really track that easy. Yeah, they could. But like I said, like when you say role queue, I think a lot of people think that that just means you you are locked to a specific character. Yeah, I locked. don't. Yeah. I don't think they should lock it at all. I think your role should show up on your character icon. So Would when you prefer to play, I, at least. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even want to hit P. I want to see it right over their their head, just like Winston Lab shows the little cross for uh, healer, shows right. the uh, shield for tank, shows the lines for uh uh dps and shows whatever they show for 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 flex and like that's all we need to see if yeah. someone doesn't pick it over and over they could ease they could ease they could easily track that and ban those people and they or would learn key, over yeah. time not to do that yeah, and you should even be able to, you know, you could hit like a random button to say, I, you know, I'll fill or, or whatever. But even more so than the players in the game, right? I'm more concerned about the system that makes the matches. If you tell the system what you prefer to play, it can it can better put you in a group of other with people with other skills. Yeah, and rather it still than doesn't, just and it like doesn't, you said, 
not getting in a game with four mercy mains, one uh, tank main, you know, and like you know, it it would be great. Like exactly, like it still gives you the flexibility to make comp changes, but you, know, you can still change on the fly. But it would lead to better matchmaking. ABG in chat said that it would force meta. No, over like the the Blizzard team could watch what the pros do. The pros aren't forced to anything. So if they see meta change, they could adjust each season going forward. It'd be a little extra work, but they could. And then pros set meta. What I wanted the whole time. Well, yeah, that is true. That, that That's Bob's dream. <laughs> I have a dream. Okay, you can stop now. The one day meta would be great. <laughs> hey yeah, man, so, that's one of the best speeches of all time, man. I don't want to stop. I think the a good alternative to a role or pick Q itself is an end game LFG because it allows you to talk before you know the actual game starts, like well before the game starts. You get into an end game LFG, even if it puts, let's say, even if it puts everything everybody in it automatically right then you can say okay i want want to play this i want to play that and if somebody doesn't fit or if somebody feels that they don't fit they can leave that queue and requeue uh with somebody else but now you still have like a team of three right or you have a team of four a team of five a team of six which would actually be bad based off of what we just talked about but still you would have an in-game lfg would allow you to put together people who who aren't the same role all the time for that to work though they still have to take off the negative effects of queuing with other people well like, like you said like yeah like, like i just mentioned six five four stack definitely don't want to do that with people you just met but a, a, a duo or a triple not as bad you know and so I, I think if you know if you ha- even if you have two organized teams versus you know what we get now it's a little bit better. So, all right, let's go ahead and get into our, our weekly updates, and then we're going to go ahead and start shutting this down. Weekly updates. All right, so uh, two quick things for weekly updates. Mercy voice lines are coming back. Some Mercy voice lines have not been heard since uh her big nerf not the one that just happened but the one before i shouldn't say it's just a big nerf since her rework uh you haven't heard some like heroes never die you don't hear that anymore or some of the other things she say that basically oh, yeah, reference yeah, yeah. never yeah. die yep um those are gonna come back according to uh the overwatch team i think she's gonna start saying heroes never die again when she hits her ultimate when she pops valkyrie she might say heroes never die but she will not they already confirmed she will not say heroes never die when she resurrects. She won't say that. But and there's one thing I forgot to bring up. I just noticed the other day that Zenyatta does not call Mandata his brother anymore and his voice line with Tracer. That interaction where Tracer talks about Mandata and then Zenyatta replies back. He used to say my brother Mandata was blah 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 blah. I really miss him. He doesn't say that anymore. He just says Mandata was XYZ. You know, I miss him, you know, so uh, right. Yeah, I think they're trying to rewrite that chapter a little bit because he definitely used to call Mandata his brother. Um, Also, XQC was released from the fuel. Bob, how do you feel about that? You are a fuel fan. 
I don't necessarily. I'm like, eh, I kind of saw that coming, but go ahead. Oh, uh, I just. I feel bad for XQC because right now I feel like later on in life he's really going to regret all the things that transpired. And I feel bad that the players didn't have some sort of help going in. I think, like, I, dude, I met the dude in person and the dude is a really nice dude. He's so different than what you see on stream or. You know, like what you see on stream is he just streams the whole time and it's raw and he lets himself get taken advantage of by the people in his chat and makes bad calls. And I think later on in life, he's going to really like be upset that he missed out this opportunity. So just kind of a bummer. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, though, he's still responsible for his own actions, so. That's how I kind of feel but about it. He's a I. kid, man. Just I mean, how imagine. old is he? I think he's he's not twenty one yet. Still, I mean, like he, he's still old enough. He's old I mean, enough to know. He is old enough to know. He is old enough to control his impulses. He's old enough to know better, but still too young to care. You you were there before. Uh, no, I always had to care. <laughs> no, I, you know, there's a, there's, I, when I was 21, I wasn't, don't get me wrong. I wasn't, um, you know, perfect in any way, shape or form. I wasn't, um, you know, I did make mistakes, but opportunities, when opportunities were put in front of me, I did not mess those up. That's that's that, that's kind of the deal, right? You know, when I first got into my career, I didn't just start showing up. I didn't like show up late for work. You know, I wasn't messing around with paperwork. I was doing what I was supposed to do. He is old enough to be doing that. He's not like he's not a teenager, See, and, you know. And I give him a break because he reminds me a lot of me when I was younger, and I was really hoping that he would learn from the first couple infractions and really come or come around. And so I've just been kind of bummed that he didn't. And hey, man, I mean, I'm pretty sure I would have been screwed if uh, there was this much uh, transparency when I was that young. Yeah. I mean, it really, it really, Honestly, I just felt I feel like he needed to be put into his place because he honestly doesn't understand his place. He thought he was more important than he actually was. And he's doing things that would, you know, that he thought he can get away with. Or the fact that he didn't even think of it as being a possible problem. These things that he did, you know, kind of shows where his head is. I think it's possible that he's on the spectrum and a little bit. uh uh Asperger's where he just doesn't understand what he says has consequences and he just says what he thinks rather than taking into account what people how people will react to to what he says. And so I don't I don't, I don't know man I think he's going to be fine. He has like 10,000 plus people watching him right now and all day. So I think he's going to be fine. It's just a bummer cuz really hurt my team because my team practice as if he was going to be the main tank. And then without a main tank, like you're kind of screwed. This is very true. So, but yeah, that that's it for weekly updates. 
We're going to go ahead and start wrapping this up. Prepare to attack Batch 5. I mean, it's pretty much out. The only episode left is, is Bastion. Prepare to attack for now. Obviously, we're going to do a Brigitte episode. You've been sitting on. Yes, I have been sitting on the Bastion episode because we've been having a lot of other stuff going on right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> But there will be a Brigitte episode, obviously, but don't expect it when she comes out. Like We need to give the coaches at Wawa's Boot Camp a chance to... We need to give her a chance to breathe and competitive. We need to give it the, the coaches a chance to really... Uh, you know, get used to using her, and then you know we'll do an episode when the coaches are like, "Okay, we got this. We yep. can do it." So, yeah, but, I'm talking to Fu, and Fu's not positive he's going to be into her. So, if he's not into her, then he w- he won't be doing her. So, we'll have to be getting some someone else. Yeah, but I yeah. have been searching for a new Sombra epi- uh, episode, and so we are working on that now. It's still pretty early in her changes, so. We're going to bring that to you as soon as we have someone confident that they are accurate with everything. All right. Well, there you go. All right. So if you are not here, uh, we do live stream every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. However, for the next two weeks, we will not be live streaming. So <laughs> we'll give you like uh, we normally stream at 8 p.m. Eastern Wait, Standard Time, but we won't so be live streaming. Go ahead. Crash tag is not going to run the stream for me when you're out of town. No, I mean, I could talk to him about it. Ask him. Ask him. Okay, I'll ask him. Because the thing about, they like, uh, so Double Tap. So if you if you listen to Double Tap last week, I'm not sure if you heard or not, or if anybody here or anybody listen to Double Tap. Double Tap is actually going to be doing a live stream of their own on Wednesday nights. But they need prep time because they're actually doing their show live on location at local hosts with Nerd Street Gamers. Uh, so that's going to require a bit more prep than normal. So I'll see if he has time to run the stream. Um, right now, I don't believe the stream will be on. However, just keep an eye on the Twitter or, uh, in the discord and Bob will definitely let you know, um, if, uh, you know, if, um, the the stream is going to happen. The dude by says no live stream for episode 100. Technically speaking, when episode 100 gets released, I won't be here. I, I won't be. I won't be able to uh, be here anyway. So we're actually recording episode 100 ahead of time. We are going to record it video though and play it live, like at the normal time, right? Uh, maybe, maybe we'll see. I mean, <laughs> I mean, all I have to have is a is is a vod of it, and I'll just play it. That's true. That's true. We'll, we'll we will cover those bases well well if 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 we can get that to work out we'll definitely do it uh so maybe everything i just said here seems a bit wrong but that that, that, I mean, just, that was have to be... see mikey's beautiful beautiful face for episode 100 come on that is true that is true so we'll see we'll see how that goes um so maybe maybe over what maybe we will be streaming for the next two weeks but it won't be me doing the streaming. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Uh, we do want to hear about your Overwatch stories, so definitely send them to us. We love uh, hearing stories from you guys, and we'll get into our contact information in a little bit. We do have a PS4 community and Xbox One club. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. Um, like I mentioned before, we do have a Discord, which is discord.me slash buttons. I always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch, the Facebook group if you're on Facebook, that has a, a good collection of players across all platforms. Yeah, so you can check been, them out. And you should definitely check it out. It's been really, it's been really vocal as of late. So you should definitely jump in there and check them out. 
Yeah, so definitely, I would definitely check out Heroes of Overwatch. Uh, we are available on multiple podcast platforms on both iOS and Android. So, um, yeah, if you go to whatever podcatcher you use, you can search for Watchpoint Radio. You should be able to get it there. If you can't, if it's not there, then just check out MashThoseButtons.com. And there's an RSS feed there, as well as links to uh, you know various uh, podcasts that you will definitely find the show on. Uh, our Twitter account is twitter.com slash watchpointradio. Our, oh, yeah, sorry, it's twitter.com slash watchpointradio. I'm getting ahead of myself. You can also find us at twitter.com slash mtv site, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Uh, we encourage everybody to contact us with comments and questions and Overwatch stories, like I mentioned earlier. So if you uh, want to reach us, you can reach us at WPR at MashLoseButtons.com or on our Twitter accounts or on uh, Facebook, SoundCloud, website, wherever. Bob, why don't you give them your, uh, your social media info? You can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. All right. And you can find me at underscore Ja underscore. So Twitter.com slash underscore J-A-A underscore. If you enjoy the show, you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share with others and also to leave a rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. You want to take it a step further, you can uh, you know support us by uh, becoming a Twitch subscriber. Like we had today, that, that helps us out. Uh, we do have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons, where you can get shirts and mugs, things that uh, say the meta is not gospel, because that is still our tagline here at Washpoint Radio. And by there we go, Bob, with the beautiful display for the people on stream. What a treat, Bob. What a treat. And uh, finally, you can also uh, become a patron at patreon.com slash watchpointradio that helps to you know fund our endeavors on the show on this show it also supports prepare to attack and it also supports some future projects that we are working on and we'll have information on that very soon so thank you everybody who's a patron a patron now we really appreciate the support and uh if you're thinking about it just go over there check it out if you have any questions about it feel free to ask you can get us you can reach me or bob in discord or on twitter so um and I'll, I would also recommend you guys check out mashlessbuttons.com slash shows to see our other shows that are available on the network. We have two World of Warcraft podcasts. Uh, Double Tap is our fighting game podcast. We have a Division podcast, too, which they just announced a Division 2. I mean, I saw that coming. Um, I'm surprised that every, a lot of people were really surprised about that with the ridiculous amount of money Ubisoft made on the first Division. I mean, I understand that the game didn't take off that well. But they still made bonkers money off of sales on that game. It was like almost guaranteed they were going to make a division two. So I think maybe um, they were thinking it was just not going to be a two. It was going to be like an add-on, kind of like World of Warcraft and most M- MMOs do it. Maybe, but like usually games console centric like that aren't really there yet, right? Is it console centric now though? Oh yeah, it's I, definitely console centric. The see, next one may not be console centric. Yeah, that's. I think that's the biggest problem with Here's it. I deal. mean, I if, would play it if it was predominantly P, PC. That's where first person shooters should be played, right? Well, it's a third person shooter, <laughs> so that's where uh, any shooter, any 3D game, mouse and keyboard. Well, I think if you played I'm a strong it, strong believer of this now, Joe, ja, because of my Overwatch free game weekend on <laughs> xbox if you played it on if you played it period on console or pc i think you'd understand why it can be console centric 
So, uh, but yeah, no, like they, they're people are really happy about the division too. So definitely check out Sit Rep Radio. They were very happy about that announcement. Uh, and with that, we are done. Thank you guys very much for listening. Um, like I said, I'm not going to be around for episode 100 or 101. I will be on episode 100, but I won't be around to hear your responses or to reply back to you guys if you message me. Probably, I probably won't be available for that. So, um, you know. I'll see you guys when I get back. I'll try to respond back to those messages as soon as I am able to. Let All y'all right. have a vacation, guys. <laughs> All right. So I, I'll see you guys in two weeks. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'll miss everybody by then. Maybe not Bob. I've seen, I've seen enough Bob. <laughs> that shit hurts, dude. Uh, it's a joke, Bob. I said it with a smile, man. <laughs> it still hurts. No, I'm going to miss Bob, too. <laughs> Yeah, especially I'm gonna be editing everything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, everybody send Bob, uh, you know, good vibes, send good vibes, Bob's way. So he, good luck. He, so he's up not, he's not podcast nervous. people mad at me, Nick. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, guys, well, we're gonna go ahead and cut this here. Uh, we will see you next week. Later. Great episode. <laughs>